about those words, holy, 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 the Lord God Almighty. Let's sing that chorus. Here we go. Holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy is 
You may be seated. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. A long time ago. Actually, 52 years ago. We came to RCC. It was a church plant from EV Free. We started attending and we never left. We never left. We're still here. We've seen a lot of changes. A lot of changes. Some ups, some downs, some all arounds. But we're still here. Looking back, all of those seasons made us who we are. And who we are today. No one knew back then what our journey would be. People would move. Someday there'd be a pandemic. We just went to church. To learn and to be with our family. And we are still with our family. Even though we don't know what the future will bring. No one knows. Well, not really. God knows. God knows everything. The world is changing every day. Every day it's changing. But God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Darling, God's doing something. He's always doing something. We are still learning what God is saying through his word. We will always be committed to that. Always. We want the joy of knowing God through his word to be contagious. We want joy. We want joy. 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 Hey, can we get more joy in this thing? Lots of joy. Always joy. That's more like it. And now? More than any other time, we're sticking together like always. We are a family. And adding to our family every day. We are knit together. Always will be. We will pray together. Learn together. We will laugh together. And grieve together. And we will grow together. Thank you, Lord, for showing us this. And for hearing our prayers. Everything we have and we will ever have is because of you. So, what's next? So, What's next, God? It's uh, so good uh, to be uh, with, with each of you. We've got a God that loves us, and uh, that's what uh, brings us together, our relationship with him uh, that produces uh, our relationship with, with one another. Now, we're going to have... A little different experience this morning. Those of you at home online, again, welcome. It's got to look a little different background for those of you at, at, at home. Uh, for how many of you, is this the first time you've been in here for a worship service since the beginning of COVID? All right. Thanks for your uh, flexibility. We've, uh, we, we've got a, a, a little uh, wind out there uh, today, so thank you for, uh, thanks for, for flexing with us. But our hope this is the time of the year that we set aside to, uh, to, to, to 
think about uh, how good God has been us, been to us and, and his being with us. We hope that this is something that goes on uh, every day. But you heard there's a little gathering on Thursday, Thanksgiving. So our hope is today uh, to collectively, individually. Our hope is in this time to, to really uh, thank God. So it's going to be a little different. We're convinced what we're doing today is, is, is rooted in what we see in Scripture about how we ought to view this, but we're not going to walk through a text and, and pull that apart as, as, as we typically do. We're going to try and divide this into generally three parts, looking at the past, considering being thankful there, um, looking at the present, uh, thankful for what is today, because our conviction is God was working in the past, and is working in the presence, in the present, and we also want to look to the future. Thankful today for our confidence in what God is going to do, and and in all of this, we're, we're pretty sure life is not easy. But because God is with us, in working in our lives and working in our world, our confidence that comes from that, ah, it's good. And, uh, and we are thankful. So the idea is framed in uh, these words from the Apostle Paul. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body. We've been talking about that a lot in 1 Corinthians. One fellowship. And be thankful. When we get who he is and who we are together because of who he is, we are thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God, the Father, through him. Father, our hope is through your spirit that you will focus us on yourself and on your goodness to us. Father, in the midst of the challenges and the things that uh, we often get focused on, I pray that you would give us spiritual eyes to see your grace and your involvement in our life in all things. And we're praying in our time here together and as we move forward, there'd be an increasing thankfulness that would flow from us as we grow in our conviction. Though uh, life is filled with lots of uncertainty, you are with us. That's our prayer, Father. So in our time here, we pray that you would inspire us to be genuinely thankful. That's our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're going to talk about the past. And you start with this. It's not easy. Now, I'm going to put a word up there. I'd, I wondered whether or not even to put the word up there because my, my concern is that it's just going to cause all kinds of thoughts and emotions and recollections and memories that, that might not be bad. It might not be good. Oh, man. Who could have dreamed two years ago this Thanksgiving that that, that this disease and this pandemic would have the kind of impact it's had. Man alive, I've not seen anything like this in my lifetime, and I am old. 
can't go to restaurants, can't go to church. Are we going to get sick? I don't know if you remember those first few weeks. Are we going to get sick? Are our loved ones and friends going to get sick? Are they going to die? This has turned life upside down. Beyond COVID, we had political passion in the division, the likes of which, again, I've never seen. I can't tell you how many folks I talked to that said they cannot talk about certain subjects with dear friends anymore. I can't tell you how many folks I talked to whose families were divided over politics. Cultural shifts, always happening, always ongoing, in my estimation, at an accelerated pace. George Floyd was killed, and this was a catalyst for uh, all, kinds of, uh, all kinds of stuff. Guys, I'm having a little trouble up there, but racism became a more prominent issue. That which is a problem and has been forever became more of a focus. Now we're fighting over how do we deal with it. Critical race theory, have you heard that term that two years ago nobody would really heard of? What do we do with that? What do we have all this stuff but the tensions that have come from that? LGBTQ. Gender identity issues and stuff that was going on, but this has become a much bigger issue. Economic disruption. Man alive, we had a lot of folks whose incomes were diminished or, or, or removed because of COVID. This had a real impact in a lot of lives. I even mentioned the typical challenges that come with life. I don't know if you noticed, but the typical challenges of life were still occurring during all that other stuff. People not getting along, husbands and wives, families struggling. Disease did not take a break. Julie and I have some friends. They're not a part of RCCs. Their six-year-old son has cancer. Right now, unless God radically intervenes, what I'm praying for, and Julie's praying for. But just dealing with his cancer in the past couple of years has been exponentially more complicated. So we got all this stuff, and it's not been easy. Now, what's the foundation of all of this? Uncertainty. By and large, people hate uncertainty. What gives us comfort is being in control and knowing exactly what's going to happen. I can't tell you how many folks I've talked with over the years that are waiting for some sort of medical diagnosis. Sometimes it's cancer. I can't tell you how many people have told me this. I'd rather know I have cancer and have that result in than live with the uncertainty. In our world, for most of us in more areas of life, has been more uncertain than any time again that I remember. And it hurts. Because you know what we like? We like knowing exactly what's happening. We like 
being in control. And if we're not in control, we like at least being deceived into thinking we're in control. Because when we lose that control, we're looking at circumstances that might not go our way. That is not easy. That's hard. We're coming through a period, folks. It's been difficult for everybody. But our conviction around here, given our belief in this almighty God that works in all things for our good, is that it has actually been good. I'll tell you, we had early on in this more time to be with our family than there has ever been or likely ever will be. I got three adult kids with kids. I understand that wasn't always easy. But you talk about the opportunity to be with our kids. This was a gift. Who knows what's going to happen in the future. The The likelihood is we will probably not see again. We had time to sit at home, most of us, and reflect. We had more time with Jesus available, less time to have to go to work and do this other stuff. Guys, God was gracious to us. He gave us pretty much the world more time to reflect on what's important. To me, what are the things I really value? What are the things that are important to my family? What's important to my faith? Where am I in my faith? How well am I trusting Jesus? Lord, I got time to sit at your feet like Mary. Don't let me be Martha when I've got more time now available than I've ever had before. And our deep conviction is this, and it may be counterintuitive, but uncertainty is a huge gift of God. Uncertainty brings with it challenges. Don't ever hear me minimizing that as a guy that still faces uncertainty in my life. I don't always love it. But faith is essentially this. We don't exactly know what's going to happen, but he does. Faith is at its heart this, not knowing exactly what the future holds, but being absolutely certain that he does and he is good and he is loving and he's using all of that for our good. So uncertainty is this wonderful opportunity for us to sit and reflect and go, Lord, how much am I actually trusting in you? Because right now I'm not feeling like I have control and I'm looking at circumstances that I really I really wish it wouldn't happen. Certainty is this opportunity that God gives us. Lord, I get it. I don't know what's happening, but you do. I am going to increasingly rely on you. Now, the past, the RCC. If I can move from more of a personal perspective just to a corporate it's not been easy. The impact of not meeting together. I don't know if any of you felt that. Staying at home, not being either to gather in person on Sundays. You understand for 35 years, my life, my week revolves around this gathering. 
The centerpiece of my life is worshiping with all of you. Lots of other stuff, but the center of my life is this gathering. This was not easy. The impact of financial disruption. What's going to happen here corporately is personal incomes, some of which are diminished and some of them which are removed. What's the impact going to be on our corporate body? Little help, guys. Thank you for your patience out there. How long? How long is this all going to last? How long before we can get together? How long before we can go to a restaurant? You remember the days? The uncertainty of it all. This was not an easy time for us corporately. But guess what? It was good. We developed new ways to connect with you. How many of you never really used Zoom before, very much before COVID? Let me see your hands. Uh, again, I actually know how to use Zoom pretty well now. And the crazy thing is, I'm using it not all the time. There's nothing like being face-to-face, -face, but I'm using it pretty regularly now to connect with people. And it's a step between being face-to-face -face and a phone call. We developed new ways of church. God generously moved in and through us. I cannot express my gratitude to you deeply enough. Let me tell you what happened when COVID hit, and I'm looking at this and I'm seeing people's incomes being impacted. Three weeks into this, I think roughly, we have an elder meeting and I go to the elders and I say, here's a recommendation for expense cutback at, 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 at RCC. Just predicting what's going to happen. I love our elders for all kinds of reasons. One, they will always speak directly to me. Now, this is a paraphrase of what the elders said to me. Todd, we appreciate your forethinking, but how about we trust God? How about we trust God in our people? I love our elders. And God, in and through you, through us, From me, from all of us, the elders, the staff, everybody in leadership around here, thank you for your faithfulness. Increasing clarity of who we are and the values of what makes us a fellowship. We as leaders were talking about that and, and, and we had some things revealed to us and so we see uncertainty as a gift. We as leaders were drawn to God. We were not quite certain exactly what was going to happen with everything, but we trusted God as a fellowship. We trusted God through this uncertainty, and it is good. So I'd love you to take just a minute, just a minute. Think back in your life. Ask the Holy Spirit to take back, and I want you just to sit at the, the feet of the Father right now. Sit at the feet of Jesus, and just wherever his head and heart takes you. But my hope is that you'll be moved to thank him for the difficulties, for the challenges, and how he used those to encourage your life.
we're going to read a prayer together. It's in your worship folder. It's also going to be on the screen. Or you can just keep your eyes closed and, and uh, pray along in your heart. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks. You have always met us right where we are with your great faithfulness. And you will never stop. At our crossroads and trials and in every victory and point of confusion, you have been and always will be with us. It was you that raised each believer from death to life. And you will never stop nurturing our lives. Through the difficulties, you have drawn us close. When we've needed the correction of your truth, your spirit has been there molding us and making us. You are the potter and we are the clay. When we have felt alone and needed to feel your mercy, your spirit has been there to comfort and guide. Your spirit never stops filling us with the gifts of your goodness. And despite our doubts and challenges and fears, you remain faithful. Your unending love for us is beyond our comprehension. Your hand has penned our story and your presence is undeniable. If we've been truly patient or kind or self-controlled, hasn't ultimately been our doing, you did that. You are working in us. You are shaping us and equipping us to face every difficulty. You are faithful and we are humbled and grateful. And we bow our heads and we thank you for your power and goodness in every season and every circumstance. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning. Good morning. Nice to see you, Brian. I didn't think I'd run into you today. You did not. Well, then you weren't listening last week. Uh, hey uh, so uh, most of you, I think, know uh, Brian Betts. He oversees communications around here and splits his time there and as, as executive pastor. And I would say before the last 20 months and that pandemic thing, I would say we knew each other really well before that. Uh, every morning, FaceTime, 7 a.m. <laughs> uh, once COVID hit, we got to know each other uh, even better. Uh, again, the uncertainty brought with it lots and lots and lots of practical issues, even like having an outside service in the wind. So we were talking early this morning about uh, what, what we do, that, that, that kind of stuff. So we're moving and talking about the present, though, and, and moving from where we, uh, where we were. Uh, again, guys, if I could get some help there, thank you. Uh, what's your sense of the present? Yeah, uh, I, I think I speak for a lot of the folks that I've uh, been blessed to have conversations with. Uh, it hasn't really changed based on what he talked about for the past. The, the hangover that is occurring uh, from the past. I, it, it just, it's wonky. This, every, we used the term a while back, just new normal. Just, you just kept hearing new normal. It doesn't feel like we know exactly what new normal is yet. Uh, and I think, I think it's, it's manifesting itself in two ways right now. Uh, the first is that we're carrying the disappointment of what happened. You just, you feel the weight. I mean, with, with so many parents and, and mm -hmm. families that I talk to, uh, we're just now starting to see the impact of what the last two years has yep. had yep. on our kids. Yep. Uh, 
whether it's educational delays or social delays. I mean, we're as if, if you've got a middle schooler up, you spend you spent your entire time pre-COVID. Don't touch that device. Get off that screen. And now school is exclusively done through the internet. So they're, they're encouraged to have to be online. And so there's more time on computer screens and this so that they can actually do their education. So just this impact within families and everybody's seen it with your, whether it's your grandkids or whatever it is. And, and just the weight of all the loss and the changes and the things we didn't get just seem to keep coming into our lives. And it's the thing that we, if anything, probably actually have the most control over how we let that disappointment hit us. And it just feels like the big dark cloud in most folks. It's not easy. Are we gonna have to get our kids vaccinated to go to school? Yeah, all, ki all, kinds, all kinds of issues. And that doesn't even touch on what's happening in the world around us. This influence from all the cultural anger, if you pick up a newspaper, if you look on uh, social media at all, everywhere around us, everybody's just looking to fight, looking for excuses. Uh, and, and especially as RCC, trying to keep that anger at bay, trying to be able to figure mm. out how we have conversations with people around us. Uh, Deal it's, with the it, issues. It, it's just exhausting. Yeah, not ignore the issues. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we're, we are supposed to be in this world yep. talking to folks, so we can't, we can't go cocoon. We can't go hide. Don't and want then to. And having to deal with this, it's just, it, it's the, 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 like I said, just this cloud that seems to be sitting over our present day. Every morning we wake up, and it's the what's, what's the thing that's going to hit us today? Yep, yep, yep. Then we had uh, everything else has been easy other than that, though. Yeah, then you get then you get the perfect amalgamation of these two things coming together. We've had 32 families to date move out of state since COVID started. If you look around and you wonder where that face is, there's a chance they've planted somewhere else. Uh, and this has had an impact on our fellowship. Yeah, and it and it doesn't seem like it's going to slow anytime soon too. So even just relationally. Uh, eventually it gets to financially. It just, this, is, this is an impact that adds to exactly this. More so we're still dealing with, don't tell me we still have uncertainty. We dealt with that during all that COVID stuff. We're still dealing with uncertainty today? So they got it wrong with death and taxes are the only things you can always deal with. <laughs> death taxes and the uncertainty of what's happening with both of those. Yeah. Uh, every morning, what, what is it today? What's that relationship? What's that different conversation? What's going to happen that, yeah. that the uncertainty is going to cause whatever it is in my life to go wonky? Ah, so we still got it. But our conviction is it's just not bad. I'm hoping, though, right? It's just not bad stuff. Shockingly, it's also good simultaneously. All of these challenges, every time we wake up, there are reminders of reasons to be thankful, and we see God's hand in all of them. The first is... You know what, when you cut people off from each other, you only let them see each other on a screen. The appreciation for getting back together. That tailgate we had two weeks ago, it wasn't just that we got to be together. It was so much fun being together. The energy from folks wanting to help that come to life. The excitement of people wanting to be together, whether it's big full group RCC stuff of getting together, whether it's life groups and being able to work through the issues in that small group, it's just the excitement of being together. Next Sunday, we're starting a young marrieds group. And just even talking to all the young married couples here, they just light up at the idea of it. I start asking, would you be interested in this? Is this something that you'd want to do? And to a person, they all just got a little sparkle in their eye. I would love to be able to be together with young married couples just like me. And so it's, it's, been, it's been a great thing to see just this encouragement to get back together. Cool. Yeah. Very and, cool. And then even in the loss of all the folks around us, the 32 families and potentially counting, uh, we always talked about this theoretically. 
RCC going out. And I think in my head at least, and in a lot of folks, it was the, well, that's the Drew Sodestroms of the world and the Dave Bartosics and even Jordan going and taking off some of the Sending off other pastors. We have 32 families who got to see what it's like to go after firsthand reading God in scripture, doing it with the community. And I've struggled with figuring out how to say this without sounding cocky or boastful. They are now in their new states. They are looking for home churches. And, and many of them have found good home churches and communities, but they have called us and they have sent us emails and they have written us letters that have said, there is nothing that's quite like RCC. The and gift, they mean that in the a good gift, sense. They mostly. do, they do, yes. Uh, yeah. Not all, but mostly yeah. in a good sense. Yeah. yeah. They send the angry ones to Dennis. Yeah, we'll send those they, to Dennis. It, so it, is, it has been... I mean, simultaneously, when you hear that, they, that, that it's not quite what they experienced here, but, but we see 32 families out there in God's world helping their new communities, whether the church part or the non-church part, grow. Mm -hmm. This is actually, this theory is now being fully put into practice. Mm -hmm. Pretty cool to see these folks out there. Very cool to see these folks out there and have yep. conversations with them. Yep, yep. And beyond that, it's not just impacted us, it's impacted us here in, in terms of our leadership as we face challenges. Yeah, so in, in all of the challenges that we've, that we've had, uh, I'll start here. This staff, we have not been short, not just the COVID stuff, the everyday things. We have had health challenges as a staff, we have had family challenges as a staff, we've had loss as a staff. Every day, especially on Mondays when we're all together formally, but every day, this staff's conscious, overt effort to help each other be encouraged in who Jesus is, in God's faithfulness, just continues to light each other up. I'm looking at, I'm looking at you to, to verify. She, uh, she has been a gift, and just this, this, this entire staff to a person. And then it trickles into all of our life group leaders, who all the challenges of, of how do we do this, how do we get together, how do we keep our people safe, their excitement of bringing Jesus to people. When we get together for events like the tailgate, when we did our 4th of July party, those types of things, the effort that goes into making sure that the love of Jesus is shared, whether it's directly through the scripture or just through the smiles and hugs and trying to get connected, there is a fantastic leadership community here that is part of what the folks who have moved away, they're noticing that influence. They're noticing what this group of leaders here is. So even does as we've added Jesus new staff, it does feel like to me some of the challenges we face have accelerated our uniting and needing to more quickly learn how to how to work together. It's been pretty cool. That it has. And just in all this, being encouraged to trust God more and more and more. When, when you wake up and it's windy and you decide you've got to pull together a service inside, uh, there was live stream, there was tech, these pauses, this is part of the trying to get this thing going. Every day there is something that it just feels like with the, with the, the mm -hmm. weight of every mm -hmm. day, there's a reason to just call it. But we are encouraged and we, all of us, when we're sitting together as a staff, when our volunteer groups are sitting together and we just get a chance to pause and listen. 
Are you trusting God more than you were two years ago? I am trusting God in ways I wouldn't have imagined or I thought I was and I was not. So in uncertainty, can we go to uncertainty being a good thing? In uncertainty being a good thing. I like to think I'm relatively spontaneous. I learned in the last two years that basically just means surprise me with what we're having for dinner. (laughs) I actually like routine a little more and structure a little more than I thought I liked. Whether it's being a parent, a spouse, a pastor, a friend, I personally have been challenged in ways to just trust. It is the when I finally sit, when I am challenged and empty and need to refresh and I sit and I am quiet, God has been consistent for two years. I just hear the voice, would you trust me on this? And that has expanded into places over and over and over in my life. And I have the gift of folks who, one, much like Todd being told to trust by the elders, (laughs) have encouraged me in that same way, have helped me see what that trust looks like when when my well has been dry. And this community, too, getting to see the growth in in all of those challenges as we we see what this toll has taken on our kids and and together as life groups and family groups, we get to see this this grow. Uh, Man, the amount of trust that I have found in uncertainty and have had the gift of watching other people go through too, even right now in the present, God's hand is amazing. And to get to see that every day just starts to refill that well constantly. It's pretty cool. So we're thankful for the past, and we're actually also thankful for the present because our confidence in God. Hey, Brooke and Johnny, would you lead us in uh, just thanking God for uh, for his goodness to us right now. You bow your heads with us. Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning so grateful for the presence that we're in, Lord, and in this church and just the community that we have built. I just pray that everybody would have a deeper appreciation for those that are sitting next to them, those that are sitting around them in this building, um, everyone who has worked to make this morning happen, to build this church, and just to continue to grow this community. I pray that there would be a gratefulness and a thankfulness to be able to come and meet together, Lord, in this community, and that we would be joyful in being together, Lord, whether it's playing football and having cook-offs, or if it's just sitting and reading the Bible together, Lord, that that everyone here would know how special this church is and how special the people are in it, and we're just very grateful for the opportunity that you've given us to be here. Um, Lord, and I also pray for the influence and the impact that those church or those uh, families that move to different churches will have um, from being at RCC and from coming from such a solid base and foundation of a church. Um, I pray for any other families that will be moving or any families in the area, Lord, that I just pray that our influence as a church would spread. I pray that when people go to work, that they will impact their coworkers and that they'll be light and they'll be Christ to others, that they see that parents will be able to impact and influence their children in a positive way and that spouses and friends and relationships and anything that we have, Lord, that we'd be able to influence each other. God, thanks for your faithfulness. First and foremost, always through what Christ has done. God, in your faithfulness, I I pray that we all in this season, in in this present time, that that we recognize primarily you're trying to reveal to us how faithful you've been in giving us your son. So God, may this church, may, may our leadership around here, 
uh, be a church that always chases your glory. Our conviction is that there's no greater joy than being so connected uh, in a relationship with your son. Uh, and so, God, we, we are thankful for your faithfulness in this challenging uh, but good season. Amen. I see the Lord Filled with his glory. Oh, man, man, man. How does he fill the earth with his glory? Right now, it's, uh, it's through us, through his children, through those that love him and love one another. 
and love others. Man alive. Now, I think many of you know uh, Rob Kemp, but uh, he's one of our elders and at this point happens to be our elder chair. Good morning, Rob. Nice to see you. Thank you so much. I just have to ask a question. So sure. the, the orange groves are kind of throwing me off a little bit, but it's got kind of a London vibe to it today. Is that London? Right? Yeah, a little bit. Oh, the, the landscape, you think? Is this like RCC Christmas Carol visiting? London? Vi visiting visiting the past? Well, actually, no, 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 no. I'm trying to figure out if I'm trying to figure out if he's Scrooge or is he the ghost? <laughs> so here we are. Thankful for the past, thankful for the present, and and, and Rob and I want to address so uh, a, a kind of perspective that we think around here is not necessarily typical. But we want to be thankful today for, 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 for the future. So um, tell us about the future, Rob. Is it going to be easy? It's going to be easy. <laughs> it's, just, it's just plain out easy. No challenges. No challenges. I mean, <laughs> I have never had challenges in my life at all. You haven't faced any yet. Zero. Zero. I'm pretty sure it's because I attend church here, but that's, that's a whole other story. Oh, we got to get that out as a promo. So, yes, no, we, we can plan on uncertainty. I've, I've made a career on uncertainty for the last 34 years, and, and uh, it's just what we live with. And I was just thinking about it on the way here. My, my, my daughter uh, is expecting our second grandchild, a granddaughter. Hmm. And you think about the uncertainty that yep. comes with that, yep. right? You know, I, I, uh, I, I expect that she's going to have my looks and my personality. <laughs> But I just don't know. And, and we're assuming be, that's a good thing. She's gonna, absolutely. She's okay. going to okay. be well behaved. Yeah, there we go. But, you know, it's crazy just the number of uh, things that you think about with a child. And, and uh, you know, think about with my own kids and, and just look back at the 30 years of history with their oldest and all the uncertainty from the day that each of them were born. Uh, and, and yet how cool it is. I mean, uh, we, we got to spend the day with our, our granddaughter. What a day yesterday, uh, and and how much fun it is. But the future is going to be great. It's just going to be great. It just is, and we're going to trust God that we're going to get there. Well, we're going to have challenges. But Little help, guys. Excuse me. You keep going. Don't yep. pay attention to me talking. You just but, keep uh, going. Well, now I lost my train of thought, Scrooge. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so no, we, we 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 look forward to the future. Actually, we've been talking a lot about the future uh, at the elder level. Um, and over the course of the last 12 months, I, I enjoy this stuff. I'm not sure my fellow elders do, but um, we, we, we challenged one another uh, literally over the course of the last six months just in regards to what success looks like for mm -hmm. RCC uh, and what success looks like for the elder board. What are the things that we want to accomplish? And uh, you would be amazed at the number of things that came up out of those conversations just as it relates to RCC as well as uh, the elder board. Uh, and if we could accomplish half of them, it would be pretty incredible. Um, but, you know, best of plans, right? Uh, you know, we, we, we hope for all these things and we desire all these things. But, uh, but the reality is we know that God is 100% in control. We trust in him. Uh, I love the example that Todd used this morning in regards to um, that meeting in regards to the finances because actually it was even more than that because we were even dealing with the PPP loan at that time. So it was, we, we could have obtained that and we opted not to as a group. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and look at where we are. 
Uh, I mean, the giving that has been done over the course of the last 18 months, beyond incredible. Yep. Uh, and and uh, again, thank you for that. Um, and so to summarize. You want, you want to cut me off? No, no, no. But, but the two of us, I'm just trying to clarify. The, uh, uh, um, is, uh, is it okay to kid up here? Is that all right? We're, we're also dear friends besides this role. But you can hear us as the elder chair and the lead pastor. We're not really certain of exactly what's ahead. Please hear that. But we're also not burying our head in the sand. And, not and, in the least. Uh, uh, we, we are excited about moving forward. Yeah. And so there are some things in God's grace, hopefully, that we're very confident of and we're very certain of. One of them is wholeheartedly moving forward together. Again, it's, it's, it's the ability we've had through this challenge to move forward as a leadership community, as a fellowship, has been greatly encouraging. 100%. And, and um, it just to be back in this room, is, it is the first time that I've been back uh, in, I guess, 18 months. But, um, you know, a lot has changed. The, the sound is incredible in here, by the way. Mm -hmm. uh, music was great. Uh, but, uh, you know, I do miss the chandeliers. <laughs> perfect, perfect. But despite my not liking that, we're all going to move forward together. So I, I, that's my point. Yeah, and we're, we're, we're doing that. And uh, we're, we're confident we're going to be uh, Jesus-focused like we have been in the past. Uh, and I'm grateful for that. I, I, uh, we are Jesus-centered, Jesus-focused gospel-driven and, and uh, truth-driven. And, and uh, one of the things I'm most excited about uh, the future is that, you know, we look back and we had COVID, we had financial disruption, but we didn't change our focus on, on what we're preaching and what we're teaching and what we're learning. Uh, and I'm grateful for that because I believe uh, that we are all hungry for truth. And I think that that's what's creating a lot of this division is people are looking for truth. Well, we've got that truth. Uh, and it's now just a function of helping people hear that and understand it. And that's what I really look forward to for our body over the next couple of years. Yep, no, it's, it's, it's cool. And displaying the love of Christ and all this. Now, we've also made progress, I think, in determining certain ways that, that we, wanna, we, we wanna focus on Jesus and, and continue to display his, his, his love and, and things again, Lord willing, but we're committed to moving forward uh, towards in this next year. So yeah, uh, one of the ones that we're all aware of is we're looking for a new adult pastor. Um, we've spent a couple of, well, we've, we've met a couple of individuals and, and uh, I think the, the exciting part uh, about in meeting these individuals is, again, the hope for the future. Mm -hmm. uh, it's bright. Uh, and the individuals that, that, again, we spoke with could fit in great. Whether they will f be the ones, I don't know. Again, back to that uncertainty aspect of it. But the bottom line is we have a, a role to fill and uh, it's, it's going to be a fantastic role to fill, uh, and, and, and just in terms of our need. Uh, and so we're looking forward to, to uh, hopefully introducing somebody fairly soon, but, um, but that's part of our commitment again to, to, to where we're at. And then beyond that, uh, part of what's come out of, uh, I think these conversations were going on before, but COVID, I think, uh, accelerated the pace of, of even some of, one of some of the things we're doing strategically. Correct. So um, we, we talked a lot about, um, uh, I, I think we're calling this one assimilation, uh, uh, just in terms of what can we do? Uh, new married, I heard that this morning. Uh, new member class is coming up. Yep. Uh, what can we do differently to uh, assimilate people, you know, just within our body 
to be maybe be doing some other things other than just the life group side of it. Life group is fantastic, great way to connect uh, and build relationships. But but what else uh, you know yep. can we provide? So looking for opportunities like that. Yeah, doing some of that stuff and beyond that, building connections within and beyond that. Again, part of what we do, we're we're going to focus more on. Softball team, I think is what. Softball team, absolutely. Yep. That was where I got my first or my my worst injury playing softball of all things. So, anyways, <laughs> count me out. I'll manage. <laughs> Uh, but building connections outside of RCC, again, the, the, really the softball, uh, hugely important right now. I, 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 again, go back to what we have to offer. Uh, we've talked about uh, 32 families, I think I heard uh, Brian say. Um, but that means 32 new families have moved in looking for a home, right? Uh, and probably more than that. And, and we have an incredible community uh, of, of people here um, that I look forward to more your buddy John last week, uh, sharing in front of us that he's been here six months. He, he's a member and considers himself one of us. And how Pretty fun cool. is how fun is that going to be to hear more stories like that over the next two, three, four, five years? So trying to build more on ramps even here to RCC. Bigger, bigger communities. That, that, trying to, we got something good. We're going to try and do better at sharing this with others and uh, draw more more people in. Specifically in children and family, in, in, in Heather Brown, what will be coming up or there will be some parent dinners and trying to connect parents with the uh, same age kids and trying to offer some, some equipping and, and training labs for, for parents in terms of their getting connected with folks that are, are experts in the field and, and how can we do better at helping uh, our parents. Beyond that, students, uh, again, the same thing, more, more family connections. There have already been some dinners for, for, for parents of kids in the same age, uh, uh, more of that, but, but more activities where we bring in experts that are dealing with uh, the tech and the communication, helping our parents manage those. Uh, folks that can come in and, and deal with communication even within families, help parents better relate. And uh, more onboarding, more events for our, our junior high and senior high students that are attractive and the intent is to get those kids out there not connected someplace else, but get them connected uh, with, with, with our community. And, and so we're, we're uh, thankful for what we're confident God's going to do uh, in the future through us. And at the end of the day? It's finding more joy in Jesus. Uh, and again, I mean, I, I am grateful that this body embraces that. I'm grateful to be a part of a church that embraces that. And, and I know for certain, I mean, just again, what we've talked about, the past and the present and the future. Everybody's looking for those. I mean, that is at the heart of it, and we've got it, and it's just a function now of sharing it and bringing people into our environment, uh, creating those opportunities, the assimilation, the onboarding. Uh, you know, again, I, I, as a member of our elder board, I, we are greatly excited about what the future holds. We know there's going to be uncertainty, but we are greatly excited about what the future holds, and we're great, uh, grateful for each one of you and what the future holds for each one of you. And so we're actually uh, uh, optimistic about the future? Very optimistic about the future. And I'm a firm believer. You know, the past has happened. It's great. But we are where we are, and we move forward. Not to say that we didn't learn from the past or the present, but we are where we are, and we're moving forward. And I think that that's really, again, something that the Elder Board has completely embraced, and I know your staff has embraced as well. Absolutely. And so we're actually thankful, as crazy as it seems, we're thankful today for what we believe uh, God is going to do. 100%. All right. We're, uh, Paul had some great words for us. Would you like me to read them? I would. All right. Colossians 2, 6 to 7. 
Therefore, as you receive Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. Let's all stand together. Great is thy faithfulness, oh God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changes not thy compassions, they fail not. As Now what we're going to do is we're going to end this service with a reading that we're going to do all together. So go ahead if you brought your place here. I'm going to go to the corporate prayer. I'll go ahead and lead us out, and then everyone else can join Keith. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and mercy and for being with us. Through all of our seasons, you never leave us or forsake us. You are always with us. Now we read our part. Lord, you are good. You are worthy to be praised in all things. Lord, we come to you with our prayers of thanksgiving and gratitude. We acknowledge you as our Lord God Almighty, our Alpha and Omega, our beginning and end. You alone are our Savior and King. I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. Lord, from the highest of heights to the depths of the sea, you are in our midst and we trust you, Lord. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In, in all, all your ways, ways acknowledge him, him and, and he, he will, will make straight, straight your paths. paths. Lord, thank you for hearing us when we pray and when we have cried out to you. Thank you that your joy is our strength. A bruised reed he will not break, and a faintly burning wick he will not quench. Thank you, Lord, for being our firm foundation. And where we set our foot, we will not be shaken. But God's firm foundation stands, bearing this seal. The Lord knows those who are his. 
Thank you, Lord, for knitting us together as one, for giving us a hope and a future, and for making your word come alive for your glory. We walk by faith. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. And now we'll all say this together. Thank, Thank you, Lord. Lord. In, In Jesus', Jesus name, name we, we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. God bless everybody. Have a great rest of your Sunday. Let the words that you heard today, let's take that and then let's give it away.